The Trump administration will soon review five recommendations for changing the model it uses to make decisions about the federal locality pay program. Five, one for each finger of your hot little hand. Those suggestions come from the Federal Salary Council, but the council itself can't agree. Federal employee unions say the current model should stay as it is. Appointees on the council say the current methodology masks the challenges agencies have in recruiting and retaining employees to certain kinds of jobs. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to discuss that new locality pay area up for consideration and the results of the council's review. So, Nicola, a lot going on. Let's start with the big news, the status of any new locality pay areas. Right. So if you live in Des Moines, Iowa, you will be receiving locality pay at some point in the future. It will likely not come in time for your January 2019 paycheck. We're probably looking more to 2020 at this point for Des Moines. Um, But OPM did offer some reassurance about four specific locality pay areas that have been pending in some cases for years. And they said that it is the intention to finalize locality pay areas in time for that first paycheck in January 2019 for Birmingham, Alabama, Burlington, Vermont, San Antonio, Texas, and Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Virginia. So those four areas, Burlington and Norfolk especially, have been waiting for at least two to three years to have this finalized. So OPM said, unless something drastically goes wrong, and so fingers crossed, you will receive a a higher locality pay rate in 2019. Well, if places like Des Moines get locality pay, what is left that's not locality pay? Exactly. And that actually brings, that's actually a great point to make considering the discussion that the Federal Salary Council had a couple days ago about this whole system that they use to determine who gets locality pay. You're right. There aren't many places left Um, considered in that rest of U.S. category. Yeah, the whole country is above average. Right. So what the Federal Salary Council has been grappling with is these constituencies from various places, and most recently it was Charleston and Nashville, they come to Washington and they present their challenges that agencies have been having in recruiting and retaining people. Specifically, it's STEM positions, it's VA doctors, it's the usual kinds of things that we hear about. And they, in most cases, don't meet the criteria that would grant them a special locality pay area. Either there's not enough employees in that area, either there might be some considerations about cities that they're near, how many people commute in, commute out, etc. There are many factors that the Bureau of Labor Statistics will study and will help determine that factor. So, What the Salary Council is grappling with here is whether or not there should be a change to the methodology that they use. If so many people are struggling and yet they don't meet the criteria, well, then maybe the criteria need to change. Right. Or the general level of salaries needs to change to some new baseline. And then you go back to this, you know, Los Angeles and Boston and San Francisco and Washington, Mm D.C. being the places where there really is a noticeable locality differential. Right. And so what the the Salary Council has spent the past couple months doing is looking at this issue and whether or not they want to suggest changes to the current methodology. And just a few days ago, they announced five uh, recommendations, but the council itself and the members on the council do not agree about what those recommendations actually are. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and among the things they've been studying is 
how to compare federal employee pay to the private sector. Is that part of those five suggestions? So that's actually what this all comes down to. Every year, the Bureau of Labor Statistics will put out a figure that's around 30 percent lately, and it's about 30 percent this year, that says federal employees are underpaid by 30 percent compared to their private sector counterparts. And it's that percentage, it's an average based around the country, but it's that percentage that helps uh, determine whether or not your area is eligible for locality pay. So that 30% figure, the pay gap, if you will, is crucial to all of this. So the five recommendations they are grappling with, continue to use the current methodology, keep everything the same. The second one... And that methodology looks at certain positions and looks at the average pay based on Bureau of Labor Statistics for that position in the private sector. Yes. And then looks at the schedules Yes. for the federal side. Okay. Right. So that's the first recommendation. The second is to adopt a salary method that relies less on some of the statistical modeling that the Bureau of Labor Statistics is responsible for, so that 30% figure. Three, continue to use the current methodology, but then also consider human capital data, so attrition, data, acceptance rates, et cetera, and use that to determine whether or not you might be a special case. Four, and four and five would require changes to the law. Four is develop a method that compares federal employee pay and benefits and compares it to the private sector. Currently, they only compare pay. And then five is to conduct a comprehensive periodic review of total compensation for white-collar civilian federal employees, and they specifically want to model this after the Defense Department's quadrennial review of military compensation. So what will happen is the labor unions and management and the appointees will run jobs through these new possible models, and they'll support it if it comes out higher on the part of the unions. They'll support it if it comes out lower on the part of management and the appointees, at least uh, Republican nominations, and then they'll be at an impasse. Well, so that's actually already happened. So the Federal Salary Council, it has three appointees that the president has has named, and then members of federal employee unions also sit on the councils. So this council already talked about these recommendations. And Ron Sanders, he's the chairman, well-established in this community, has... And a very sober person to look at this. I mean, he's not a doctrinaire. No, he has decades of experience in this area in human capital studies here. He said... There's no way we can come to a consensus. He and the two other appointees, they think that something should be done to change the methodology. He says no one trusts this 30 percent number. And in many ways, he's correct. The Congressional Budget Office has put out its own number, 17 percent paid higher in the federal sector compared to the private sector. Conservative think tanks have put out massively different figures. So he says if no one trusts the 30 percent, then why are we using it? Federal employee unions, however, they want the methodology to stay exactly the same. And they voiced their dissent a couple days ago at this meeting. Now, what the council ultimately decided is just to send everything to the president's pay agent. That includes a labor secretary, OPM director, and OMB director. So the president's pay agent will receive these five recommendations. most of those jobs are actually in place. Yes, for now. Um, So the president's pay agent will receive these five recommendations, but they'll also receive the union's dissenting views on this. But that pay agent is the group that makes the decision? The pay agent is the group that makes the decision. And Ron Sanders mentioned that the pay agent could decide to do nothing, 
they could decide to maybe adopt a few of these. They could try to go down the route of changing the law, which would obviously take much longer. So these are described as options that maybe this group of people might consider going forward. And I guess Congress could, if it wants to, weigh in with some law to govern all of this. I mean, they could go running to Steny Hoyer and to Jerry Connolly, and they could get something on the books that would change the whole basis of how federal pay is calculated. That's true. They could. I mean, the OPM director uh, could suggest legislative proposals today that would potentially change the way that federal employee compensation is measured and compared. But Congress just seems to be unwilling to deal with the long festering problems connected with federal personnel. They trim around the edges a little bit, but they don't really fundamentally change anything. This whole civil service question has been kicked down the road for, for a long time. I think that's true, and I think that's why the Salary Council gave a couple different options, two of which would require a change in law, and a few others that really wouldn't. I mean, simply adding human capital data might be a solution here. And the other point that Sanders mentioned that I think is interesting is he really wants to make sure that these agencies are doing every single thing they can to improve recruitment and retention before they run to the Salary Council and ask for a change in locality pay. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her ongoing coverage of this and many other federal pay and benefit issues at federalnewsnetwork.com.